Hello and welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for investing a little bit of your time, much, much valuable time, and uh, listening to our podcast here, uh, International Basketball. And um, we have a wonderful conversation uh, with uh, one of the one of the things that I really enjoy about this podcast, and, and why I'm really happy that I was able to to, to start it back up was was that basketball is so much more than just the game on the court, and uh, and and one of the things that I wanted to do with this podcast was offer some of the other sides of basketball, and this is definitely one of the um, this is definitely a different uh, a different side of the game, and a side that's actually. I, I it's it really does seem like it's 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 uh growing in 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 importance and uh and and, and recognition uh but still but still pretty in its infancy here in, in Europe and uh the, the interview is with Ivani Yagla, uh who is uh has an unofficial title of sort of personal trainer slash mental coach uh, with FC Bayern Munich here in in Germany, and and uh, we talk about um, her her activities with the players on the team, and and how they uh, use those the method methods that they that uh, that they discuss uh, in one on one in group uh, sessions, and and how they take that and put that into their own um, their own workouts and and warm ups, etc. And uh, so, really, a wonderful wonderful chat. But before we get to that, uh, I did obviously want to talk about the uh, big three. Uh, so uh, the the story that uh, we're watching right now, the big story that we're watching right now here in Europe is is the um, it, it, the it seems like there's a pretty good chance that the uh, that this this May uh, the 2022 Year League Final Four will be moved from from Berlin, capital of Germany, to Belgrade. Uh, in Serbia, it's uh, it's hasn't been official at all, um, and uh, I would imagine it's going to take a, at least a couple of weeks or whatever before it's uh, before it's finally uh, decided one way or the other, one way or not. Uh, but but it seems to have some legs there, and and it seems to be f- you know having have a, a foundation there of 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 the fact that you know things here in Germany, you know. We're in the third week of January already, and you know by the time you know three the third fourth week of uh, of May comes around, uh, it's really hard to figure out what the situation here with COVID is going to be like, and uh, it's it's very very hard to imagine that there's going to be um, even half capacity uh, for the for the early final four. Um, there's, there's also seems to be questions whether or not, you know, maybe, uh, players, fans from other countries with vaccines that aren't the, uh, aren't EU approved. So you, you think maybe, you know, Russians or, or Serbia, uh, or, um, uh, or, or Turkey, uh, whatnot. And, and, uh, and uh, you know just the fact that the yearly could not have the fans last year in Cologne, and that might be the case again this year uh, in in Berlin, 
Uh, it, it's not a shocker that uh, that they started, um, you know, at least you know putting it out there, trying to figure out maybe it might be another place in Belgrade. You know, right now, just watched yesterday, Partizan uh, beat Hamburg in the Euro Cup, and the fans were outrageous. They were fantastic, as usual, as and and, and as as Belgrade are known for um, for. Um, and uh, so, so that's that's sort of the story we're watching. Whether or not um, the early Final Four is actually is actually moved from Berlin to Belgrade, it's being rumored right now, but uh, still sort of a, an early rumor, uh, if you will. Um, young player we're watching. Uh, There's big news this week uh, when Artur's Zagers. I guess it was last week. Uh, Latvian uh, 2000, uh, 2000 born uh, guard. Uh, really, the the one. I, I would really say the motor of that Latvian uh, team that reached the final of the U eighteen European Championship back in two thousand eighteen. Uh, he has been loaned from Juventut in Spain to ba- uh, basketball live in Braunschweig uh, here in Germany, and you know it's um, it's a really great move uh, uh, for. Really, for both teams, for for Shockers, is a chance to to really play um, at a pretty high level. Um, he he will not get a chance to play international basketball since since uh, Braunschweig is not playing any uh, European competition. Uh, but you know, German is a pretty so- solid league, and um, you know, Braunschweig has, has proven over the last couple of years of really to be a club that uh, are willing to give youngsters a chance. You know, right now. They have the 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 Tischler twins, uh, uh, Brandon and Nicholas, the 2000 born. There's also 2000 bo- 2002 born uh, Luke van Sloten. Uh, you know, last year they had uh, um, uh, Lithuanian Arnas Falicka, uh, who was also in, in Spain. He was at Barcelona, uh, uh, not directly from Bar- Barcelona to to Braunschweig, um, but uh, you know another youngster that uh, came through Braunschweig and uh, came to Braunschweig and now uh, Jagas is there. Unfortunately, he missed the. He wasn't able to play the first game, which would have been this past weekend against Heidelberg. Uh, had a had a, a foot injury on the day of the game, and so. You know, this is a guy. This is a this is a youngster who's who's really hasn't been able to play a lot of games because he's kind of been injured and and you know and you know Juventud is a team that you know is playing a lot of young players in general, uh, but just hasn't seemed to get on the court for them. And uh, so this will be a chance for him to uh, really shine. You know, this is his uh, this is his year where he's automatically eligible for the NBA draft uh, come come June. Uh, so uh, a lot of people are going to be watching to see what he can do because, you know, he was a talk of town for for a little bit there. You know, when he was really uh, with his fantastic performance at the U eighteen European Championship, uh, and so his uh, first chance to get on the court would be this Friday uh, when Braunschweig plays uh, at uh, Medi Bayreuth. Um, and and the upcoming event, uh, big, big three part three. Uh, the upcoming event we're watching is, um, you know, we're getting to a close of the uh, of the play-ins of the Basketball Champions League. Uh, today, Wednesday, there is the Game 3 between Halon and Besiktas. Thursday, Game 3 is between uh, Igokea, Osten, Tenerife, Pinar Kashiaka, Burgos, uh, two-time reigning champions Burgos, and Dasha Faka. Um, and then on Friday is game two of the play-ins uh, between Fefriga and Dijon. Dijon took game one 
at home. And uh, and then Monday, Tuesday, uh, we are already in the round of 16. So uh, it's uh, you know going bang, bang, bang right away. Uh, so uh, that's that's what we're what we're watching here uh, take, at the Taking the Charge Substack. Um, let's uh, the, the the last thing to do before we get to our our interview of the week is to let you know about uh, get a, give you a sneak peek. Uh, of our interview uh, from the Taking the Charge Prospect podcast this week. We talked to Harris Bertanovich, uh, 2001 born center, uh, Belgian playing for uh, Philo Ostend, the aforementioned Ostend here in the in the champion, Basketball Champions League. Uh, talk, uh, talked to him about uh, a variety of things, uh, mainly you know, uh, a big, a big one being, you know, the staying healthy. Uh, so here's a little sneak peek of uh, what we talked about. Uh, enjoy this and we'll catch you on the other side. Uh, last season, hoping that it would be a perfect storm, everything 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021. Uh, you didn't start until December and it was just one game and then three games in January. Uh, and then not again until, uh, un- until May, um, I saw there was a knee injury and there was a hip flexor and there was COVID maybe talk through the, t- the 2020, 21 season for me. I had in preseason, I had something in my, in my knee, it was a little tear, was just two weeks out. But then in the, in the end of August, beginning of September, I had a tear in my, uh, uh, I always say in the English, I'm out say it in English, uh, uh, so, so yeah, a tear in my hip, like. like was, that the hip my hip. was that the hip, hip flexor? Is that the what that flexor, is? Yeah, yeah, okay. need, need hip flexor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tear, very big tear. Uh, so I was out for uh, two two months, I guess, something like that. And since then, always I came back after one and a half month or two months. And then I was playing three weeks of practicing. And then again, uh, I was out. Uh was that with was, the, was that with the hip then again or was that it was again the hip i had a lot of pain uh that was around what was it exactly I think mid 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 november again i guess uh and then on december then i came back again after one month one month and a half uh rehab and then on 11 december we played against the champions league game it was it was Brindisi. Yeah, indeed, Brindisi, yeah. And uh, so the day after I had a lot of... Ha- uh, no, the day after we had an off day, and the day after the whole off day, I woke up with a lot of headache, and I told myself I have COVID for 100% sure. I never had this headache before. I put my mask on because we, we had a lot of games that uh, period, so we tested almost every day. I put my mask on. I said, I went to the coach's office. I said, Coach, uh, I have COVID for sure. Let me test as the last one. I'm going to wait outside. So we tested. It was immediately uh, immediately positive. So then I was 20 days at home doing nothing because I couldn't move. In the first five, six days, I couldn't move. Uh, couldn't smell anything. Uh, so I was 20 days out for that as well. So I had to start again from zero. Uh, zero condition, zero physique. Uh, so it was very difficult to, for me. And so, co- so COVID, was, COVID wiped you out then? That you, yeah, you, COVID, COVID made everything worse for me that year. Yeah. Uh, what, what I mean is that it, it was a, you were physically dead. I was physically done. I, couldn't, I mean, I couldn't move. I couldn't sprint. Uh, it was very, very hard to me. And uh, then 
if you have that, it's very difficult to like practice yourself in, in into the team again, like train yourself into the uh, into the team again. And because then you're always in the third team, you're playing not every single minute on the practice, and it's really hard mentally also. But then uh, I was again so starting to play games, and I had again a lot of pain in my hip. Uh, that was, if I'm not wrong, end February, I think. Uh, I was also again out for like uh, two months, I think. And then we finally found the solution, what the problem was. Uh, so we fixed that, and uh, since then I was I'm playing till now. And and the problem was the, uh... the problem was my adductors were really like tight, and uh, my left I would say left glute was not activated. They said so we had to activate that. We had to loosen up to like you know a lot of massages, a lot of treatments for my adductors. And since then, I don't have any pain anymore. So, uh. okay, uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a really nice conversation with him, and and you kind of have to feel for 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 someone like that. You know, it's just, you know, all you want to do is play, um, and uh, and uh, it's. Um, yeah, it's a mental strain if, when, when you're in the developmental stage and you're not able to get on the court and knowing that you, you kind of need that time to, to, to make that step. Uh, so obviously uh, the Taking the Charge po Prospects podcast is, is part of the paid subscription for uh, uh, if you want to become a paid subscriber, click on the uh, subscribe now button and uh, go in there. And, and if, if, you, if you feel that the that the that the subscription fee is a little high drop me a message we can talk about it uh, but it's a great information the paid subscription also in includes the full archives of the talking talent podcast which is a weekly podcast in which uh, three scouts uh, and i talk about uh, a total of nine uh, prospects uh, around the world um, and uh, so if you're interested in in players from really around the world if you're a uh, if you're an nba team if you're a college team if you're a uh, european team and you want to know about some of the players out there you know it's a great resource uh, this the scouts uh, we have talking uh, on that show is are fantastic and do a great job and really you know they put their names out on the line and uh, and uh, so uh, go over there uh, again taking the charge substack.com and you can become a paid subscriber and then you have the full archives uh, of that and the taking the charge prospects podcast all right so let's move to uh, the interview uh, as as I mentioned at the beginning of the show Ivana Yagla um, and she is um, let's call her the unofficial personal trainer mental coach of FC Bayern Munich uh, hope you enjoy the interview thank you very much again for taking your time out to listen to the show and really uh, would love to have you subscribe to the show um, and then uh, also paid subscriber you know fantastic would be great uh, you will definitely be getting great information you know uh, uh, multiple times per week uh, so thank you very much and we'll talk to you next week enjoy the interview all right. So on the show this week, we have uh, Ivana Yagla. Um, we were just talking actually before the show how to actually describe your position, if you will, and sort of a personal trainer, mental coach, uh, sort of along that line with uh, FC Bayern Munich. Um, Ivana, thanks for, for taking some time. 
Hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> very good, very good. Actually, uh, I'm actually looking forward to 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 kind of talking about this, uh, about what the work what you do with uh, with Bayern. Um, I guess why don't we just why don't we just uh, uh, tip off right away with that? You know, um, you know, I, I said sort of a personal trainer, a mental coach, um, maybe. How would you describe your position with the team? I mean, what what are some of the things that you you do with uh, with Bayern? Oh gosh, as we talked before, it's very very. Actually, my position is, I think, um, very hard to explain because there's right now in uh, no title for it. So I would say, like, what I actually do is, um, I describe it very simple. So. Um, I do my 10 minutes mobility training with um, the whole team before practice. So it's a combination between Pilates and yoga. And I do afterwards, I have a little cool down with, um, I consider only yoga with a mental aspect. And then I have my sessions individually. And um, to describe it a little bit like this, I would say since I'm coming um, myself uh, from I'm from a sports family. I was a former athlete. My husband was an athlete. So I really, really understand the body like this. If you don't, and I'm, I also was a personal trainer, so I can talk from the aspect normal human being and pro athlete. So since I'm in the sport from a very, very young age or surrounded by, by sports, because I used to play tennis, I used to play handball, and I used to talk to many different athletes. What I can see is if you don't trigger your body, like if you don't trigger your brain, if you stop simply by acknowledging that outside in the world, there's so much information for your brain and for yourselves and for your body, for every muscle. And if you don't constantly, constantly work and trigger it, you will stop functioning. And I think this is something which the sport is missing, which I was missing. I was not teached. And I see it in the, in the older generation. Uh, let's do some stretching. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it is actually so, so simple to explain. As more flexibility you have, as more your muscles are stretched, as more strength can dock on each little point of your muscles and your nerve. As faster you become, as more flexible you become, you will be better in defense. Your first step forward, you reach to, you reach to the basket, your arms get longer, your, your, especially the backside from a tall body who's always, always having back problems. You can control your hips flexibility. It's something so pretty, pretty simple, but very hard to explain. But once you understand, it's, uh, it's like toxic. So I have like players who, um, meanwhile, we developed a routine before the game, which for me is one of the biggest accomplishments because as you get older, you have different routines. You know, you have like, I don't do this. I cannot do this. I can, I put my sock on on the left side, my shoe on the right side. You know, I don't shave in the morning. My daughter has to bring me coffee, you know, you know simplest thing. And then I come 
and I want to trigger your body in a way you have never done it and you get, I cannot explain it, but once you understand what your body is capable of, okay, then uh, you want more and more and becomes kind of, kind of an addiction. Yeah. Um, you said that 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 it's uh, that it's uh, kind of uh, kind of uh, hard to understand, uh, but you know, even just that that whatever it was, you know, a minute and a half or so, you know, yeah. makes sense. Um, I think I think maybe the 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 hard part of maybe getting it into a routine, you know, because, because these are, these are professional athletes and, 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 uh, you know, and, and, you know, trying to in, incorporate something different that you've done, uh, um, that, that is, that is something that's kind of hard to overcome and, 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 and put into your, your program. Um, there's, there's loads and loads and loads in there that I want to kind of, uh, uh, kind of touch more, uh, with you. Um, but let's first say, um, because, uh, I, I think it, I think it's, um, just for just so that people know, um, you know, so your father is is uh, uh, Svetislav uh, Pesic, obviously legendary coach internationally. Your brother is Marco uh, Pesic, the, the former German national team player, current uh, Bayern GM. Uh, your husband, you mentioned Jan Jagla, former German national team, uh, German uh, national team player, also played throughout Europe. Um, let, let's first start off with um, I know that uh, basketball uh, was ever present for you uh, ever since you, you grew up what, what what does basketball mean for you so hard to explain right now it means um, everything because right now I I start to understand what it actually means and what it actually meant for my family uh, back then when we were growing up, when my dad was never there, when my parents from one day to another, they uh, decided to uh, go from Sarajevo, where my mom was uh, a general manager of one of the biggest international firms. My dad was not owning any money with basketball. He's just finished his studies because back then you needed actually to study to be a coach. And then from one day to another, he got this national team uh, job. And my mom was like, no, if we are leaving, we are leaving. And I was three years old. I guess for my brother, it was a little bit harder. My dad was never there. I have to really say namaste to my mother. She was everything for everybody. And um, back then, I didn't really understand why my dad was never there. <laughs> but um, right now... For me, it's a big, big uh, thank you that I could go through this, all these parts, because right now, as I'm in the team closer, I, I can see coaches' side better, the players' side better, the players as a father, as a, as a son, as a, um, as a husband. You know, it's like everything kind of makes sense now and sometimes I ask myself how does somebody do it who's not from that sport and didn't go through all of this how can he like deal with us because it's a different world it's a little bubble but um, I think it means right now even more than it ever meant I didn't always look at it um, didn't take it so serious and right now 
I take everything back then I could go through good and bad sides. I can really say thank you for that because otherwise I think uh, I couldn't handle some situations right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you were a, uh, um, you, you were a personal trainer for uh, a couple of years, a, a private uh, business, uh, small business mm -hmm. there in, in Munich and, um, and, uh, and then you, you started, uh, working with the, uh, the youth players, uh, of Bayern Munich, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about how and when that began. Um, and, uh, and maybe, maybe what are some of the things, uh, you know, you mentioned yoga Pilates and what are some of the, the, the main concepts that say, uh, were you, uh, starting to incorporate into these young players? Um, first of all, young players, uh, and, uh, people who don't know nothing about sports. I would say a young player doesn't know anything about himself, mentally and physically, are my uh, biggest, biggest joy. Because you can, something you can form and be good to that uh, he doesn't even know. It's like, and when you see those steps, it's like, for example, if a normal human being comes and says, I want to lose 20 pounds, I'm like, easiest for me. Uh, on a normal way but what's important for me is not like that it goes fast because nothing goes fast in life that's that's a rule you have to work on it you have to um you have to go through some shit that's what i believe in nothing which is uh go everything which goes fast you lose fast you know so i think you have to understand step by step what are you doing and i started actually working next to my business i was working in different firms so uh, my brother one day said hey let's do something nice for our for our workers can you come once a week and do some sports with them <laughs> so this is how it starts so every thursday before work eight o'clock i was doing some work and then um, and i was always a big fan of things working without any tools because i think your body is enough if you understand your body and what you can do with it um you understand the whole world and the rest is just an add-on so um there was actually emilio kovacic who's a development coach at fc Bayern uh, munich he uh, was having practice and he looked at me he was like girl what you're doing, there's so much more behind this. I can hear you talking to those people. I can see what, how you proceed your workout. And, I, and he's like, don't you want to work with some young players? I, do you have time? I was like, when? And he's like, now. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, why not? So this is how three years ago, or I would say even four years ago, this actually started. And I was the happiest person that I could, because um, the Audi Dome is divided into gyms. So we would always go downstairs in the little gym, cold, stinky. But <laughs> I was always happy to go down there and be by myself. Just me and this young, young, untouched talent. So we could also develop a kind of trust, you know, because I think it's all about trusting each other. If you don't, if you don't trust me and I don't trust you because the biggest gift most human beings out there forget we still have and nobody can control or should not control except of us as our body. And this is so sad how many people 
like forget this kind of gift that they have given and which is not like uh, controlled from the outside because everything is controlled from the outside except our body and what we do with it is our fucking decision and when you're young and you are you know you see all those tabloids instagram facebook and he's doing this and he's wearing this and he's in the nba now oh my gosh he went to college why didn't i do this and he sits in front of the gucci like head and he's like in front of this car and you it's an over overwhelming you know overwhelming for those young people and i think it's something like um I love to do and give them uh, like an understanding that if you don't start working now, uh, there will be a break and life will become much easier if you understand your body better. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a um, it's it's really I'm trying to find a word. It, it's rewarding. It's it's comforting um, to see that you've taken actually that, uh, from your father. I've, I've experienced your father quite a bit, uh, at the youth level. Um, uh, you know, him being part of this, uh, F uh the FIBA, Euro uh, FIBA Europe, uh, coaching clinic, uh, yeah. where he, where he trains the, the youth coach, the, the coaches at the youth levels. And I've seen him many, many, many times. And, uh, he, he, he always knows that when I'm going to ask him a question at a, at a press conference or whatever, it's going to be a youth basketball, uh, uh, question because that's sort of my specialty. So it, it's, um, it, it's not funny at all. It's not strange at all. It's not odd at all that, that you kind of have, uh, have, uh, have sort of that same value of, uh, yeah. of, of working and helping and forming, uh, uh, young players. Um, and, and so I assume that, that, uh, how did, so so you actually now work more and more uh you started working more and more with uh, with the senior team uh players um how, how did that come about did, did some of those guys see you around and, and ask you about it or did or did or did did did, uh, did your brother kind of yeah, say you know actually, yeah it actually kind of started like this more and more like um the players like were like hey Ivana can you also happen because Something what I have, which is like, a, I mean, which is like a pro for me is that most of these players uh, I know already when Jan was a player. Mm -hmm. So they know me. And also, which is a gift, which I never thought so much about is my cultural aspect. And I know the Serbian kind of culture theme, which is very difficult mm -hmm. uh, regarding like new things. And I lived in the US, so I know how the Americans think. And I lived in Spain, which also gives you a whole different point of view of uh, culture. So um, they know me and they know me like they don't see me as a... They're eager to see why is she now here? What is she doing? Where is she coming from? But they again, trust me because they know I went through everything and I know what I'm doing, you know? So it came on more and more. And then last year I worked really like strongly with three athletes from the first team, which was like great characters, <laughs> strange people, some of them, uh, but very hard because they were like really really individuals uh, i'm not going to mention their names um one stopped during during half of the season because we came too close and this is also something which is very difficult 
uh, in this kind of sport. I imagine also, I think, in soccer and football because, you know, basketball, if you're tall and you always have a straight form, you're in front of people, you are in the magazine, you are giving interviews and you're always that strong person from the outside, you know. It's hard that you... Um, let yourself loose. And what happens during those one-on-one -on -one sessions is often that you start talking about life and different life. And some people cannot handle this. And um, what I did at the beginning was one of the biggest mistakes. I didn't inform those guys because I thought it's clearly obvious that I'm Martha's sister. <laughs> mm. So we had in January last season, I had the problem with this one guy who suddenly came up. He says, what? You're Marco's sister. You know what I told you. You're going to tell him. I was like, dude, if I didn't tell him since now, I will never tell him. I cannot work with you anymore. I was like, okay. You know, I mean, it's something I'm not, I'm not forcing. I'm not going to force anyone uh, through the one-on-one -on -one session. Um, because some people are just not ready to open up and you automatically, once I said, if you start to trigger your body in different ways, you start to think in different ways. You start to think more. What would happen if I could do this and this? If you, how, because yoga and Pilates is a form of um, getting pieces of pieces of different movements together and step by step you have to use your brain because if you don't use your brain you are not in the moment to deal with those kind of flexibility you have to to perform the exercise because you have to be in the moment because it's not easy to stretch and flex your body in, in all these ways so you automatically uh, start to think differently and uh, being in the moment also means afterwards, whoa, what happens? But most players don't understand that this is the most important thing. Once you get on the court, you are there and nothing else counts. So this is such a mental, mental, mental big thing. And that I try to explain to learn to be in the moment is the biggest gift. What you do afterwards, I don't care. But to learn to focus in this one very moment, if the buzzer beater has 10, 5 seconds and you get the ball and you have to focus, this is something you also learn through Pilates and yoga, to be in the moment and to focus. So right now I'm shifting all the way around. But this is like <laughs> how it kind of happened. And then we talked about, and I talked, I had a very good relationship with coach. I respect him a lot. He's... Uh, for me, um, one of the greatest combination, I would say, between um, um, a modern and an old coach. I think he combines everything pretty well, also through his culture respect. I mean, half Italian, Croatian, American, he's uh, very well educated, which I learned very, very from um, his language. I try kind of like to um, breathe it in. So whatever he says, I don't always agree with every of his decision. So, but he gave me uh, the freedom to be very, very honest. And so to him and to the team and to the player and to the staff. So I really, really um, appreciate it. So it was just like kind of a given. I just called and I was like, hey, what now? <laughs> so because now really you work because really you're working now full time with the team. Yes, and, and that's since the beginning of the season. 
assistance training camp and uh from there we go on and how did that change you know so before then you were working with individual players and and, and i think you said also a couple of small groups how, how did how did it how did it change going from you know just somebody who came in you know occasionally or you know regularly you know but scheduled um to somebody yeah. who who's basically full-time uh, working with the team um i mean Actually, since um, they all know me from last year, um, I mean, I have to say I'm very lucky with this team because all the new players who came in, they are very open for this. Because mm -hmm. if you um, from the US, yoga and Pilates is like, it's a given. So most of them do it uh, in their free time or their wives do it or even through Corona. I mean, um, the, you have on YouTube so many yoga and Pilates sessions, which is like incredibly crazy. So they know what they're getting into and um, they're kind of, it was, I don't know. I came to training camp. This is Ivana and that's actually it. It was not a big, big um, explaining to do and, through my work, I've kind of step by step um, got a mental session into it. Um, step by step, I worked in little groups where the players could feel more and more. What am I doing? So some players were like, okay, girl, we need to do this, what you do the, the other time. And we need to do this on ourselves, one-on-one, -on -one, you and I. And then it's also like, it became like an... Um, more like, I would not say talking session, but also mental session. Um, I would say it became very, very easy, but uh, also our new athletic coach, Luca, who was back then in Tau, is very, very professional, very professional, and kind of he lead me into it very, very easily. He's Croatian, we speak the same language. He already knew at the beginning what he wants. I know what I wanted, so... I don't know this, I have to say the whole staff made it very, very easy for me. And uh, assistant coaches knew me and uh, I don't know, it's, I mean, the ground staff from Bayern Munich, like Daniele Baezi, Emilio Kovacic and uh, assistant coaches, they all knew me. So it was like pretty, pretty easy to get there in full time. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I saw on Instagram uh, last June, you got your master's in sports, uh, sports psychology. Is that right? Oh, yeah. So I did like this so, is something I. So, yeah. maybe, you know, what was, you know, because obviously, you know, there's a lot of concepts in there that, that you can use in in everything that you're doing, especially in the uh, from the mental standpoint. Um, oh, yeah. You know, what what made you decide? I guess uh, how long was the program and, and maybe how, uh, you know, why you decided to 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 actually go and get yourself trained, let's say. Um, and, and what are some of the biggest concepts you've learned from that that is that you've, that you've really uh, put into uh, what you do with the club? So FC Barcelona has like one of the biggest hubs where you can like do hundred million thousand trainings. <laughs> and back then, I mean, this is insane. I don't know if you ever been on the side. It's really, really incredible. And it's like, wow, you know, so my back then, my, um, my, the former athletic coach, Marcus Lindner, he's, he was like, yeah, you need to do something more. You need to do something more. And I'm an honest person to myself. I mean, um, I can read as many books as I want to, but if somebody doesn't challenge me, um, 
I will not go through the same thing. So I was like, I need to study this. I need to do some tests. I need to talk to other people face to face. How do I put this in all this Corona bubble mm -hmm. and training and my daughter? And let's be honest, I cannot, I'm, I cannot build a house. I'm not an architecture. You know, I mean, I cannot do an operation. I didn't study medicine for six years. So I'm there very strict and very honest and very humble to say that uh, you studied this for a reason. That's why you pro in this. I cannot do this if I don't know anything about it, you know? So all my experience that I have from just like listening to my dad, listening to my brother, seeing my mother, listening to Jan, to all the players around, um, was something which told me like hey, the mental thing is 90%. It's just like this. You have a gift. You wouldn't be there if you, you're an alpha animal. You have a gift. You wouldn't be pro league. You wouldn't be your league team because every player on the your league team is an alpha animal. He just adjusts to the team to get there where he wants to, but he's an individual for himself. And all those people are like kind of mentally um, also very considered and very into themselves. So I knew at the beginning that I need something to trigger them mentally and to see like, where's this problem coming from? Why is your body not moving like this? Because what we don't understand is that we move our body from here. And if we're not clear here, our body will not move. You know, that's, that's just like, that's how it goes. You will not make the shot. You can do 50 shots, but if you don't believe in your shot, you will not do it. You know, it's like, it's pretty, pretty simple. And um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I need to do something. So I did this like six months program, which I thought like after the end, I cried every second day. Why the fuck do I... <laughs> Literally, it was like, I was, it was a level I was not expecting, really. I was like, ah, I'm going to do this, you know, private school, whatever. I went to private school uh, in, my, in Barcelona to do my high school degree. And I wouldn't go through this if it was not private school because I was never at school back then with uh, 17 as an athlete and living in Barcelona. So I thought like, yeah, I'm going to do this. No, I cried every second day. <laughs> They made me study so much, which was like, awesome it was in english uh, the video clips were in spanish so i was mm. like what um so yeah i did this and i finished this and i have like a degree as a um sport psychologist master for pro athletes high performance oh, so, athletes. So, so it was it's a master. Uh, uh, and it was but it was uh, uh tailored towards uh, professional athletes you know it's a sports psychology so there's tailor high yeah, yeah high performance athletes yeah yeah, yeah. so, and so what, what are what are some of the concepts that you took from that and and you know said oh this is perfect i can use it in this or when i talk to this and i when we address this subject i think the most 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 um important thing i learned from there which helped me helps me now and which i kind of new but if you have it written down by somebody smarter than you in this moment <laughs> then it's much better to hear and to see is the, the <laughs> is the cultural aspect so i cannot change where you coming from it's impossible it's like in this moment i can try to explain you what would be better for you 
in this in this decision or for your body on a on a overall on a healthy part on a preparation part before after the game before practice during the whole week um during the whole months or what are we like what are our goals but the culture aspect is so important and is um i cannot talk to a serbian player like i talk to the americans even if i know that guy for 15 years as a player as parting with him when i was together with jan and when when i was a former player it's it's a different they are just different and this is something i learned through the studies which is so so important is um the culture aspect where is the player coming from and how you can reach your goals that you want to from that kind of point of view the cultural view it's it's incredible it's 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 incredible how different our cultures are even if we are, i would say through all the tabloids a world i mean nowadays ah, i can see what uh, rubio is doing um, in the US and I can also see what some players in Japan are doing now because more and more players are shifting to, but it's not the same if you don't feel it, you know, and if you come from there and what is taught to you as a young, young boy from an early age, our childhood is incredibly, incredibly important for our growing up and this is also something I learned more and more in, do in those studies are uh, uh, the parents. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible what your parents can uh, and, and what kind that, of and is that something you talk to them about uh, when you're starting up and sort of uh, saying you know uh, trying to build up that relationship and, and, and trying to figure out how to best give them the tool or improve the tool that they need from a mental standpoint is to try to oh, yeah. figure out how their parents you know, dealt, dealt with them. Obviously, if you're talking Americans, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, single, single, uh, single, um, uh, uh, single parent homes and, and just trying to figure out that. And, and so is that sort of the beginning of the conversation is, you know, tell me about your background and stuff like that. Or, or well, the beginning of a conversation is mostly with the, I always start with the body because the body is something they know they have. Okay. It's the gift. It's their pro and they're so uh, confident in their body. So we start to move because that, this is something everybody tells them, this is your gift. This is your greatest joy. You are so talented. So I always start uh, the conversation first by movement because this is something they're already familiar with. And then we start in the, going into conversation. I'm still... Um, at the beginning with those guys here because time is running like crazy mm -hmm. everything what is going on we are the first time i would say in the last two weeks that we are 18 players we had corona we had missing him missing him injuries da, 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 da. so it's the first time that we collectively all together and i have like three players which i'm very very already um close to but still there's like we start with the family they have right now, you know, mm -hmm. the issues they have right now with their family, they created, I see. Uh, you know, and then we go, I uh, hopefully for, for down there. Yeah. 
So I always start with, with the body, the most confident part of their own is the body because this is what the outside world tells them. And you know what the outside world tells you is the right thing because we lost, I think, that what I see in many of those players through the years and through everything, you kind of become like a machine and you lose your kind of like way of thinking by yourself. How could you, if everything is told to you, mm -hmm. when you have to wake up, what you have to bring, what you have to do, when you even have time to go to the toilet. I mean, it's, you're laughing, but it's, I mean, you lose yourself in this fast running world and then you have social media, then you have Corona, da, 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 hundred thousand of informations running through your mind. And then you stop automatically working your brain and this is something i like to give them back like that the confidence is not only um through the gift of their body that their confidence needs to start here and you need to because you will make your career longer if you're if you're confident in here if you start to understand what's around you you have a longer deal like as an older player in your career and this is what i see with those three players that they're starting like shit there's so much i can do now wow I can do so much more. I was not thinking about this, mm -hmm. you know, because people tell them you are too old or you can do this. Ah, you will be there. No, if you're confident and you, you are confident inside without anybody telling you, you really believe that what the outside world is telling you, then I think you can make a career longer to any of those players. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, um If I was running a club, um, I, the, I would, you know, there's, um, I would, I would rather take in, uh, I'd rather take in, uh, spend, you know, maybe X amount uh, less on, on, on this player and this player and this player and invest in a, a nutritional expert, a sleep expert, uh, someone like you. you. You mentioned that this is, that, that your field, you know, that your position or, or, or however you want to describe it is kind of missing in basketball. Um, through your conversations, maybe with players who then know more players, who then know more players, um, do you, how, many, how many teams do you think out there, you know, BBL, EuroLeague, Europe, whatever, have somebody in, in your position that is, you know, um, you know, that really works intent. I mean, there's athletic trainers, but you're not an athletic trainer, you know, there's, no. you know, so, and I mean, there's not, there's probably not many people who have uh, clubs who have a mental coach. Um, and, and, but you mix so many, you know, how many, do you know of any other teams that maybe have some, someone like you, if you, if you will? I would say no. <laughs> I know that some people work like, I think Real Madrid and FC Barcelona, they have a huge, huge psychology department. It's incredible. And I think I've, uh, it's uh, useful and can be used by every player. Hand, I mean, you know, they have handball, they have um, soccer, they have basketball, they have so many sports um, in their little bubble. Um, but Do they have like a psychologist by themselves? I don't know that. Real Madrid, I know, has also this kind of like um, program which can be used by every player. Um, otherwise, I would say no. I'd, uh, I know that now and then uh, they have like um, psychologists when they ask the team, they will give them the address or nutrition or whatever. But uh, it's not like in the US, you know, where it's like 
um, where it's mandatory to have uh, two women in the team, uh, people from this and this culture, uh, a department of 50 people. I mean, still in Europe and um, in Germany, I would say it's... Um, It's different from team to team. Well, I mean, and, I mean, no, um, NBA NBA clubs, you know, franchises. I mean, they're actually franchises. Yeah. You know, you know, these are multi-billion-dollar corporations, basically, and so, you know, and 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 you're paying, you know, millions and millions of, of dollars for 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 these players. Um, I, I mentioned nutrition, which is another thing that I wanted to bring up, and um, uh, I, I, I saw I saw a vegan post on, on your uh, on your Instagram. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I, I live vegan as, uh, as well. And, and, um, and when I became vegan, uh, I, I, I felt totally different. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I love being athletic, um, but I'm not uh, overly, overly athletic, you know, uh, you know, being in, in teams and but whatever, but, um, you know, I, you know, very, very quickly felt uh, a difference, um, in how my body felt after eating, you know, Incredible. And, and I was, and, um, if this, um, is, is I'm trying to, what they ask, the sort of the question I'm trying to figure out is, 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 uh, you know, there's a lot of people who say, you know, probably, you know, professional athletes need to have certain, you know, need to eat meat, need to eat mm -hmm. this and stuff like that. What's your, what's your, uh, opinion in, uh, about that? Um, and, and how, how, uh, what are some of the advantages, uh, from a professional, uh, uh, performance standpoint of, of, okay. of being vegan? Um, I would say, and this is again what I say, I'm not a nutritionist and I try not, uh, as I said before, I think people study for things um, so they know that I didn't study it. So I can just tell from my experience as an athlete from a young age, coming from a very, very also healthy kitchen, which I'm very, very thankful, um, trying to keep a healthy kitchen for my um, husband and my daughter, love to cook by myself. And turning a vegan is very, actually, uh, very surprising for me because I have a house, came from a household which is not uh, always about meat. When big festivals were, or in summer in Serbia, we had like the big pig or whatever. But mom, my mom was always like Friday fish and sometimes chicken. So meat was never like, really really present and um but what changed my way also like what changed my way looking regarding to yoga and pilates and what i do with the guys how did it change to become a vegan was also something uh my best friends were vegan i was like yeah whatever you know a little bit meat there here now and then why but i went to the u.s and i met a coach and he kind of impressed me becoming a vegan from a mental side. I was strained. I was always tired. I wake up at 5.15. I start my first client at six. I have, I didn't stop working. I had uh, my little gym in my house. Very stupid. I'm a perfectionist on both sides as a wife, as a mother, as a friend. So I needed, I learned the last three years a lot about myself and I always um, give 100%. So I fall very fast. And this is what happened. Like, I think uh, three years ago when I went to the US, I was strained, I was tired. I looked like shit. And mentally I was asking myself, is this really the right thing? And I already knew 
that I want more and I didn't know how to get there because I was not confident in myself. Even if I had all the results with my, uh, I would say, normal human beings, I was not confident. And this guy explained me uh, this vegan life from a mental side. And I immediately, from one day to another, I started. That's what I do. I don't think about stuff if, if it like a lot, either I do it or I don't do it. And the first year when I started, I thought I can fly. Literally, I thought I'm able to fly. It's in, like I woke up every morning like, like a shining star. I w went to bed like a sh I, was, I, was, I was having a clearer mind. And I like um, my husband looked, Jan looked at me like, yeah, whatever. Now he's vegan from Monday to Friday and eats meat on the weekends. My daughter, I'm not going to put into this. She, I'm very lucky that we teach her to try everything. So she tries everything, but she loves her meat. And I'm not going to like, you know, tell her like some parents do. She can figure it out herself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just make sure that she gets a healthy um, and clean kitchen, which is like knowing from other countries, like living in Spain and living in the US, being able to live in Germany, now we come to the nutritional point of view, is a gift. Because if you are in Spain and you think like you can buy all the fruits and veggies from all over the world, healthy, if you don't pay a big amount of money, then you will not find good food. Yeah. And, or, or, Germany, and also probably not live in a big city. <laughs> yes. And this is like something most people don't understand that we have a gift given here in Germany that you are able to get every food around the world. And how I trigger myself also uh, is, is to not uh, to stay focused on my food because I'm not a foodie. I need to learn to eat, you know, and uh, because I'm a person I can go without food a day. I don't care. So uh, I'm, um, what I'm doing now is like I eat since a year, like to trigger myself a little bit more, I eat seasonal food. So I always look up, ah, what's in the season? That's what I buy at the beginning of the week, big grocery, and then we try to cook from it. And we try to cook a lot of for ourselves. My husband cooks, my daughter also cooks with us. So I always ask like with your body and what's for, if you don't simply trigger your body with everything, it will stop working. So this is like something, veganism is also beautiful because you actually start to think about what you put in your body. Mm -hmm. Have, have any other players asked you about it? Uh, yeah, but I will not <laughs> mention it because coach is not a very big fan of vegan people. Uh -huh. So that stays a secret. Yeah, okay. no, but I have to say these guys are very, very... Um, watching out for themselves. Um, they have a nutritionist over the summer. They uh, came here immediately. Like, do you know somebody? Can you help us? Do you know something? And I, I just try to help them with the basics, but then I stop because um, food and also it's like not, not also what you put in there, but what your body allows you. So I'm always for a blood test where you can see what I'm, a, for me, this is like something like, mainly if you want to change something, do a blood test, you will see what you're allergic to or not. Mm -hmm. 
and then you add on your nutrition on and the that, side. And it's also a starting point, you know, so that if you do yeah. change something, you know, okay, this is where I'm at before. And then, you know, whatever, six, you know, three yeah. or six months later, this is how, you know, the change that I'm doing is affecting my body. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I guess, I guess kind of last question is, um, uh, you know, you, you know, this is your first season, uh, with the, with the club. Um, uh, I, I heard in an uh, interview you, you had, uh, actually this was, uh, God, this, this was about two and a half years ago, whatever, uh, yeah. where you said one of your goals was to, to, to be a player agent. Um, maybe yeah. just in general, um, which I think you would be, which I think, you know, really fits in uh, well with, 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 with your, your mind frame and everything else but what are some of your goals uh you know maybe you know let's say next you know two three five years whatever my goal is um as i said i always want to be an agent because i always saw as a player and uh again as a sister as a daughter and as a wife uh what you could actually do for the players in a positive way okay uh, which also means uh, to put in a little bit more work than you do as a normal agent. I don't want to like circle this for everybody, but in a bigger frame, uh, this is what I can like see um, and have experienced. What I actually want to do is to make people understandable. What is my greatest gift is if I work with the players and I... Um, Asked the guys afterwards, do you, um, I see we could go on and on with this kind of um, workout. We could add a little bit more. If you want, we can have a one-on-one -on -one session. And this player says, no, no, even I'm okay with this, what we do every day as a team. I'm okay because when I see a week later before practice or before the game that he adds on some of the exercises we do during a session, I'm like smiling inside of me and my heart opens up. And this is something what I want to um, achieve is that each player, if you don't, you don't need me by yourself, but what you need is to know how to work with yourself and bring out the greatest, greatest um, athlete in you that you can be. You know, and this is what most people don't understand how much further they could get if they would just treat their body and give him a little bit more love. It sounds very yogi, but it's just how it is. And again, what I said, if you stop working and stop giving your body new informations and um, stop reading the book, you know, and um you know, I always say, don't close the book, just turn the page. You know, take if you don't take all the experience you have and give an atom, give an atom, you will never achieve what, uh, what you could achieve. And this is what I see in some players. And this makes me sometimes angry because I'm like, dude, if you would know what your mm -hmm. body can do, incredible things, you would fly, you know. And this is something which I want to make uh, to achieve the next three, four, five years is that every team and every individual sees that you need somebody from the outside coming uh, who triggers you in a different way and gives your body some a little bit more love and a little bit more sugar to um, be able to see what you're capable of. 
All right, fantastic stuff, uh, Ivani Agla. Uh, I think we called you the uh, personal trainer and mental coach. <laughs> um, unofficial titles uh, with FC oh. Bayern Munich. Uh, Ivana, thank you very much for the wonderful conversation. Uh, good luck. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, talking to these guys also uh, is able to keep them healthy and and uh, and uh, injury free because I know that the club has been uh, dealing with a, a load of injuries yeah. all season. So, um, thank you very much. Appreciate it, and, uh, and so good, good luck down the road. Okay, see ya. <laughs>